1: Forever, dog.
2: You know, I did start investing in the stock market a little bit.
3: What? Oh, snap!
2: Uh, You get a lot of money. You like trading? No, right now, right (laughs) now I'm down. Right now I'm down. All right, okay, 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 okay. You can you can come back. Not that much, and most of it is down because of Google. I so. Google's about to do a split, meaning if you buy one of their stock and their stock costs (laughs) almost three grand. But if you buy one of their stocks in July, if they split it like they're expected to, then you will have 20 instead of one. Anyway, are you doing like day trading as well? Not exactly. I've been just looking at stuff. I bought a few things. My dad was really into this penny stock that was down for a long time. It's finally up a little bit. I did do this. I did start do this thing where I, I bought a Google stock. And then i sold it at a higher price and then i waited for it to go back down a little bit and then i bought it again and then i was told like well that's it now if you do that again within the year then it'll act as if when you sell it like the wholesale is what you gained as opposed to just the difference between when you bought it and when you sold it you know what i mean oh because it's, there's like some wash rule or something.
1: That stuff, like one of my friends, she is now very big into day trading and stuff. So anytime I see her, like, you know, she's a she's a wardrobe stylist, so she'd be in like the wardrobe room, just like doing stocks, and it's like it, it's crazy. Because I was like, yo, how? I think I asked her yesterday as my friend, how do you do on this? And she goes, I. Try to at least end every day making 5K or more a day. So I don't know if she actually sells it, but
2: like... If she's trying to make that much a, a day, that means she's definitely losing a lot on some, some days.
1: I think she is definitely, but she like she's like, yo, I've had a profitable day, but anytime I see her, it's like nonstop. I'm like, I don't think I can invest in
3: something this much. <laughs> right. She's like essentially doing another job. Like <laughs> she's doing two jobs. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. And that job is gambling (laughs) because that's straight that's straight gambling to be to be trading that much that much money every day that's like you're you're risking a lot of money and you can lose a lot of money that way easy easy every day as opposed to like buying like checking it every couple times and then buying something and then selling it and then looking up some new stocks and checking it waiting a couple days or whatever and yeah like the profits that i made on stuff are like you know tens of dollars or hundred, you know a couple hundred not thousands i don't have that much in yet <laughs> i'm too
1: scared i mean i am too i like i have a lot of friends who are doing this now like even my friends back home are really big into like trading but also they they're on their laptops all day but even they have the apps on the phone i'm like i this is an investment i mean again it's just like this is so time consuming i'm like is it even fun but I feel like people get a rush when they make a lot of money. Like one of my boys, like he made twenty k off of a, a thing, and I was like, I don't know what this means. He was hell of excited. I was like, Great, yeah, cool.
2: I mean, it, it, it's like literally like playing slot machine, and if you win, like it's a huge rush. And when you lose, there's that huge pit in the, your stomach. That's like, what? What did I just do? <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: I remember watching, like, <laughs> this is not good, but I, but I used to watch Belafonte, what is his name, the dude that Wolf of Wall Street was about? Oh, wow. He, he has videos on YouTube just talking about, like, the stock market and how, like, you know, the everyday Joe was getting ripped off and how you gotta, like, blah, 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 because he made a lot of money. All his monies, I think, were penny stocks that he, like, what is it, he, like, lied about and kind of, like, finagled the whole system. So I'm down for that. Listen, look, because is it, is it sports gambling? I know it's not investments, but now that's legal. Like you can sports gamble on wrestling,
2: which is fake, and it makes sense. How crazy is that? Wait, you can sports gamble on WWE? Yeah. So so so
1: I think it's a little different. So one of my boys did it for WrestleMania. I think it's that's like
2: ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are literally fixed, but I think <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But I don't
1: think, but I guess the average person doesn't know. So it's like I.
2: That's like betting on like what the finale of a television show is going to be. You know what I mean? It's like already scripted and there are people who know. I don't even know how you would be able to do that. Dude, Lily, he
1: broke down what it is. It's like, yeah, you can look at like who was in and then like who you think is going to go out first or second or third and like what kind of, I think it was even what kind of move certain things ended on. But when people talk about that, I glaze over. Then you would have to just
3: make sure that whoever is... Like
1: running, it doesn't have inside
2: knowledge.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's the that would be the one thing you would have to do in order for it to for that to work.
1: Yeah, that feels
2: so crazy. I, I don't know how you do that without the associate.
1: What do you mean? What what, what uh, what's the associate? Like, are you saying like uh, associate? Because it's not the associate. I'm just
2: saying, like, it feels like a lot of work. It feels like a lot of work. You know what I mean? To cross reference who's who, and it's like, what you're gonna do that without the associate? Like you say, you're saying the associate. The, like so there's one person. person. There's,
3: there's I feel like it's multiple oh, yeah. associates.
2: Well, we're talking about wrestling, you know. You got you got huge stars in wrestling, you know. And, and Vince McMahon himself is also a star. But here's and there's no way he's running a gambling ring with WWE without the associate.
1: Again, you're saying the associate like it's like one person,
3: but I feel like that's not how it works. I'm both so upset and also find this very funny. That is <laughs> like is a wrestler named the associate in
1: your world? <laughs> yeah, his finishing
2: his finishing move, his finishing, his finishing move is tax deductible. That's okay. the name of the move? <laughs> that's the- yeah, the, the name of the move is tax deductible and what he <laughs> I was just going to say
1: David I was going to say David has finished You know what? I'm on board with this. What Can he have another move okay. called the Dell drop or the Dow drop? So like basically The Dow drop, yeah. The Dow drop is what he does when he's trying to put somebody out of commission. It's almost like a stone cold stunner and he just like
2: drops you to the ground. Like grabs your head and like Right. hits you with the Dow drop. I mean the best is when you see him do tax deductible into a Dow drop. Yeah, I like that. And then he- I'm just saying, if you're going to run some gambling- No,
1: I (laughs) I feel you, Bray. And to me, it's like he can do the double down. Okay, and that's just a double, that's a double elbow drop. I don't like how
3: y'all fully beating this out. Like, we got all the beats. <laughs> From the top ropes. <laughs> that's a double elbow drop in the top
2: ropes. you know what I'm saying?
1: Because sometimes you gambling, right. baby, you got to double down, you know? It, Come on
2: down. Yeah, we we probably should start the show. No, nah, so. no, nah,
1: I'm still in it. No, nah, you got me on board. All those years, I'm here. No, like, <laughs> <got>? no. Nah, nah. <laughs> can we, can we do oh the, no it's the associate see, <laughs> see here he comes can we do the ring to bell? he's cleared the ring
2: <laughs> oh no he's gonna audit you
1: <laughs> doesn't make any sense see, break. <laughs> you forgot your 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 victory not your victory but your future job should be an announcer you know what i mean you'd be great
2: yeah all right let's start the show Jonathan Braylock, James III, Third, <laughs> <Dr>. Billy Milligan. <Gage. laughs> what
3: more can I
1: say?
2: You know Black men can't jump in Hollywood. Black actors, man. Black actors. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood
3: City. Baby, if I was premenstrual, you'd be dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that line. That was a good, it's a good one. one. It's a good one. I know it was it pretty was a good one. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, this voice that sounds like a well knowledged Wall Street broker who will make you millions—that voice is Jonathan Braylock.
3: What millions? you just I feel like I wouldn't trust. see, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I what? wouldn't trust millions
2: you sound like the notice I didn't say notice I didn't say billions. I said millions. I was being realistic because I can deliver
1: you sound like the dude that comes on late at night when you're trying to get some old person to bow for of QVC, okay? That's what you sound like. That's a money losing boy. That's a money swindling voice. This trustful voice is that of Gerard Milligan that is gonna tell y'all I can't get y'all no money. Nah, that's a voice of a hater.
3: <laughs> and this voice that's probably destitute, you know, probably made a lot of wait, wrong wait decisions. Wait, wait, <laughs> this, this voice is James the Third. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: that's we are right. A film review pie. <laughs> <laughs> we are, no. Oh, I was complimenting a, you on your description of it. your voice. <laughs> yeah, good job. We are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Today, we are reviewing The Associate, a 1996 comedy film starring Whoopi Goldberg and Diane Weiss. Yeah, nobody who are these other people? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
3: <laughs>
2: it BB doesn't Newworth.
3: Matter. BB Newworth is in the movie Tim Tim Daly. They got some people in the movie. It's why'd fine. you say
2: why'd you say Tim Daly like <laughs> who's Tim Daly? <laughs> Wings, baby. Wings. All right. I, I, no, I, I didn't, didn't watch Wings, Wings. either. Uh, uh, that's television.
3: You know what? Wings used to come on USA late at night.
2: <laughs> and I was like, this is cool.
3: I was watching it. I That was actually the thought I had while watching it. I was like, man, Tim Daly should have been in more stuff. Like, my thought was just like, why wasn't this dude in every movie?
1: What you should have said, James, was this Tia Leon's husband. That's what that's the, that's what, like Tia oh, Leon's husband. Okay. That's what, see, see how oh, he okay. reacted? We know who Tia Leon huh. is. Did mm-hmm. they yeah, get yeah. married? Yeah, it says 2014 till now. Really? Oh,
2: wow. Yeah.
3: Wow, all What's
1: right. About?
2: So this film is uh, it's about an investment banker, Whoopi Goldberg, who is really good at her job, but of course she works in a, a very sexist and racist Wall Street industry and therefore decides to quit her job and start her own company. But that doesn't become a success until she invents a fake old white man as a partner. And then everybody starts listening to her. That makes sense to me. There you go. I mean, it's a pretty. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, it's a. Ve- it's it's a very. True. This
3: the most. This the most
2: accurate film ever made. Like this, is,
1: I know it's fiction, but I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, this is the ultimate code switch. Was it Thurgood Marshall had a white dude had a had a white guy who had to like speak for him because the white folks won't let him speak? Shit. Yeah. I love James Carr, but I tell James Carr all the time, it's like. I make sure I show up with you because you a white dude. You make people feel comfortable.
2: Anywho, this film only made twelve million dollars. Damn. Racism. <laughs> racism. It's got a twenty-eight percent Rotten Tomato. Racism. Fifty-three <laughs> percent audience score.
1: Racism.
2: There's some sexism happening too, though. Oh, it's though? super sexist. Yeah, yeah.
1: But hella racist. You know what? You're right. I take back two of those racisms. I'm gonna add <laughs> the first one's still racism, bray. All right, about the, the the overall...
3: The score, the rating. the overall rating. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm going to say the amount of money it made is sexism and racism tied because right. she's a woman, it was the 90s, and she's a black woman, and she got locks. So you know they hella you racist. I think that's weird. Hmm?
2: Is that, well, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is a... Uh a bankable star at this point but the, this wasn't a Walt Disney's picture she must have had an overall with Walt Disney oh it's not a, it's not a Walt. you know what I mean it's it's one of those movies where it's like they forced it through their, their studio system that mm-hmm. doesn't do movies like this so like yeah. it's like they, they don't know how to promote it mm-hmm. I don't know how much it costs it probably costs a lot more than 12 million I bet not a lot more but it probably costs more
1: this gives one racism one sexism and then a tie for both that's my initial thoughts. All
3: right. Yep. There it is. I will. There it is. Okay.
1: That's your initial thoughts. Yeah. Let's do initial thoughts. <laughs> that's, your initial, that's your initial thoughts? <laughs> nah. That's based on what they said. i go first. I did enjoy this movie. Towards the end, I thought it got a little wonky. Yeah. I thought it got a little, like, hijinky, just a little bit at the end. But I thoroughly thought the idea behind this was, like, really cool. I, I think what made me really sad, this was in 1996. It was 20-some years old. And I do think you kind of still need that now, like, you know, we all, I think we've joked about it. We all do the white man voice. You know what I I definitely want to answer the phone like that if it's business, because I feel like you're taking more serious. You know, I, shit, I might change my name to um Chauncey. I got to make a call or two, you know? <laughs> Let people know. Maybe Chad. <laughs> Let them feel comfortable. Also, you know what, man? Whoopi was fly as hell in this movie to me, which I really like, because I feel like even though her character definitely didn't want to be like a sex symbol or something like that, like, which I understand, but it was like, it was something very cool and powerful and sexy about Whoopi Goldberg. And I thought it was like, very nice to see that side of her. So, yeah, I rocked with it. Like, do I need to see it again? Probably not, but I'm happy to exist and I'm happy they tried to do this in 1996. Wait, it felt, you know what it is? It felt like there were a couple of nuances gone, so I assumed the white dude directed it. I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> let me look. Pretty good guess. Yep, white man. Wh- yep. But yeah, you know, the dude who did Richie Rich and Mystic Pizza. That's the guy you want to direct the movie about. Wait, is it the dad from R- Richie Rich?
2: No, wait. Oh, shit. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> when this premiered opening weekend, the number one movie was Sleepers. Like, what is that? Which I've never heard of. What is that? Apparently, it's a movie with Kevin Bacon and Robert De Niro about a prank that goes wrong. A group of boys are sent to a detention center where they are brutalized 13 years later, an unexpected random encounter with a former guard it gives them a chance for revenge. Oh, this, this movie's tough. It's a tough one. What's it called? The Sleeper? That sounds tough. Sleepers. Yeah, Sleepers. Number two was High School High. That also debuted that weekend. Damn. I do find that movie funny. (laughs) The other movie that debuted that weekend was Thinner. I saw that movie, too. That's like that Stephen King. Dude, that movie gave me
1: nightmares. The trailer alone, because I didn't understand how that big dude went so skinny, and it freaked me out. I had nightmares about that movie, like legit.
2: Yeah. I always thought that was a TV movie, but that was And then, But here's the other thing. First Wives Club was number five, and that had been out for six weeks. Uh, and that's about a bunch of women, all white. So, Gerard, I think this was mostly racist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what a good movie. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earnin.
1: Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work
3: Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank Ed Trust, member FDIC.
0: So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But the site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh, no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy prize. Go to your happy Price Priceline.
2: Yeah, no, this movie is, you know, it wasn't a bad watch. It was enjoyable. It felt, I was like, man, this movie was made in 1996? The person who suggested it to us thought it was made early because they said they compared it to another movie with the white they were like it's like this movie but before that but it wasn't this movie came after i don't really i don't actually i don't know what to say <laughs> whoopi Goldberg's fun you ain't like it though that's what the problem you ain't get his i son- did not like it it's so funny it's just like you know what it is it's so hard with these films because it's like i like the message of the movie and it's like and it's and the premise makes a lot of sense you know and white people have been doing these kind of premises of like, but like, you know, Soul Man came out early, like in the, eight. you know, it's like affirmative act. you know? So it's like this whole, like, kind of like getting one up on people to like, you know, because they won't let you in because of your race or your gender, you know? So that makes sense. I feel like it could have been more fun. I feel like there wasn't enough comedy in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Inter- yeah, that's interesting. And And I think part of that was because there was like, We spend a lot of time with like old, boring white dudes. And I get it because it has to be it kind of, but it's like, yeah, that's what you're saying. You know,
3: I I hadn't seen this movie before, but when I said that, that we were watching it, Kat immediately goes white gloves. Uh, the, the, the white gloves <laughs> like she <laughs> like remembered that very strongly and then like pieces of things came back so she she I think saw this movie in theaters with her mom or something like something like that so she rem- remembers that from I liked it I like I liked it I agree that it got high jinky towards the end but it's so funny Gerard because right before she's like in prison you know before they put her in prison and like then they let her out and all of that stuff that happened there right before that I thought wow for as slapstick this part is everything that's come before the movie makes this part make sense. Cause it, cause it's sort of slapsticky um, when it first starts happening. It's almost out of nowhere for how, for how not joke, 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 you know, hard comedy, the movie.
2: That, is. that Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah. it's like
3: almost out of nowhere, but like everything, you know, that they set up before then, like makes this make sense. Like they would certainly be chasing this man all over the hotel because he's the he's now the most sought after person you know and then i think shortly after that is when it really starts going you know with the like trying to kill him and 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 all of that stuff i couldn't believe that the last shot of this movie was diane weiss like i know i know that there- there's a post credits thing with with whoopee just like kind of laughing but the last image of the movie is Diane Weese, and I was just like what <laughs> like after everything we went through with Whoopi the the movie cuts to credits on Diane Weese. like I just couldn't believe that and like and I I, right.
2: that is kind of bizarre I yeah. get
3: that like you know I liked the journey that that character had you know, but it's it felt so weird. Yeah, yeah. To to end th- to end that way. <laughs> you know, like it felt so weird. Yeah,
2: like include that scene, but you don't need to end on it.
3: But I liked it. Well, we'll let's get into it. I guess
1: was this movie hijacked by white people? Because I only liked it because you know, Whoopi. Like I thought she was dealing with some real shit. But again, she it was a lot of whiteisms that I think we've come to learn when a white man directs a movie about Black people, where it's like this. Definitely, I think Diane, like she's not a white savior, but she definitely, she might've been magical, which is might've been a first. <laughs> <laughs> like she might've been magical. She was the magical white person. Oh, she-
2: <laughs> interesting.
1: Like she showed up at one point, just here to help. And I was like, where the hell does white lady come?
3: Yeah, it was it, like, like, Whoopi's ready to stop. And then for no reason at all, Diane starts answering her phones and, Making calls for her on her behalf, <laughs> like she is the magical white lady. And then like put her in a
1: position to do well. Anyway, let's get there. But you know what? Hey, wait. I may take back
2: my initial thoughts. Hold on. Uh oh, Bray, what you find this, out? This it looks like this movie might have been based off a novel. Yes. Gennaro Preto. Yeah. Oh. And and a French film. Because they have two they have Jean Claude Carriat. Uh, and renee gainville all right some nigga went to class (laughs) screenplay for Associate, and that seems like french and that means that that would have been a french film right yeah wait yeah who was the person black in the book or the film do you know let's see there was a movie called the associate made in 1979 an unemployed investor creates a fictitious business partner to attempt to improve business. Eventually his creation gets out of control as his business becomes successful and his wife announces that she is in love with the partner and his son wishes the partner was his father, although no one has ever seen him. And to regain his control, the man tries to It was also
3: a TV series in
2: 1968. Was that person black? So no, this looks like originally this, or at least this film that adapted the novel is just about class, not race or sex or gender. I mean, it looks like that's a it's a Spanish novel. That novel was first published in 1928. Wow. So this film, The Associate, 1996, it starts with Whoopi Goldberg. What do we see first? I mean, it's like New York City and then she's there and she's like in a meeting, right? And one guy's not paying attention. The white dude who she trained are like Frank. Yeah. In a
1: meeting and then like I, get, I may be skipping all the scenes together, but it happens so quickly. They're in the meeting. They got some big pitch they got to do. And then they go to, like, he's, a boy's... He's not
2: paying attention or whatever.
1: Yeah, but then they got to, like, get this guy to, like, sign or some shit. So they go to, like, a strip club.
3: But before they go to the strip club, he does say... Just a, a, a plot thing. He does say that, like, she's next in line to be the VP or whatever the promotion is. And we also see this dude that Tim Daly plays, like, being really gross with with all of the women, but but Diane Weiss, like, he keeps calling her, like, babe or whatever, you know, and he keeps, like, patting her and, t- you know, touching her in ways she doesn't want to be touched and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, and they go to a strip club, <laughs> which felt which was felt random. I think that
3: may have been a thing.
2: Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a thing. I'm about yeah.
1: to say, I feel like I've seen, like, movies and it's always, like, I mean, old movies. I guess around this time, they're like, let's go to a strip club. What was interesting to me, though, before we even get to that point, is that I feel like they had a couple of shots where they showed the, the, not law firm, the investment firm or whatever. And not only was Whoopi, like, one of the only women, I think, like, at a desk versus, not a desk, but when an office or whatever, or a cube or whatever they were in, versus an assistant, she
2: might have been the only Black person. <laughs> I think that's true. And I was like, oh. And... To be clear, she is the only black person with a speaking role in this film. Any other black person that they show is in some service role.
3: Yeah.
1: And they all in one scene and all they do is clap.
3: There's that one actor who has a handful of lines. He's still in a service role, (laughs) but he has a, a handful of lines. Oh,
2: oh, oh, the comedian. Yeah, he's the bellhop.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, he was on The Wire. Yes. You know what's so funny? Braylock has got me watching a fantastic show. It took three years, but I started watching Succession. And every time I watch Succession, because I'm only bringing this up because this movie deals with, like, rich-ass white folks in New York. And, like, when I watch Succession, I'm always like, man, there's got to be a black person. And finally, one showed up in season three and all she did <laughs> was she was a smart lawyer to like the other black people. And I'm like, God damn it, man. S-Sanath S-Sanath. Yes. And, and it was not. I was like, yo, you didn't even have to put this famous black woman in this part. But it's just something so interesting about not seeing black folk there.
2: Lawrence Gillard Jr. Thank yeah. you. Melissa. Yeah, that's what it is. He's mm-hmm. been in, he was in a bunch of stuff. It's in everything.
1: Yeah. Yo, man, every time I watched one of those movies, I started watching The Sopranos and they said the N word with the ER and I cut that shit off. I was like, I can't take these. I can't take these. I got to hear I was an immigrant movie and y'all calling me an ER word
2: casually. Dude, I literally, we started watching The Sopranos during the pandemic and then George Floyd was murdered by police and I was like, I can't watch the show anymore. Like It's (laughs) it's low key. I literally just can't watch the show anymore. And people are like, you know, people call it the best television show. Of all time. It's
1: so racist. Like, it's like, I was, it was like episode three. It was like blatantly racist. Like, and then. It gets, I think it gets more racist. I can't dog. Like, I was like, I, I'm i never going to get past of this. Because more racist characters enter. Dog, <laughs> no, no,
3: no. Anyway. No, no. <laughs> and there's nobody to like check them or nothing. They just, they just blatantly racist.
2: Well, it's one of those things where it's like, they're, you know, you're supposed to understand that they're bad people, but you do. I think even more than Succession, you do—you are supposed to empathize with them, you know, because they're the protagonists, you know, so you do care about them. And so at a certain point, you're just like, I don't want to care about this person. You yeah. know? <laughs> Whereas like with Succession, I actually don't care about any of them. Same, same. Yes. Like, it's all interesting, but it's kind of like, I want to see them all. I don't want anybody to succeed. I want them all to fail. And so anytime they like snipe each other, it's entertaining. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what they were going for with this. Like with that dude, Tim Daly, it was like him and his boss were trash. So I kind of didn't like either one of them. And I was like, okay, this is cool. But it was something about Diane. I know she was helpful, y'all, but we got to break it. We, we keep talking about her character, but something about her character I didn't like because it was very like, you know what? Okay, we can get to it. because actually just one of the scenes. Okay, after the strip clip, you know, you know, whoopee, like, I want to I wanna close this deal tonight, blah, blah, blah. She's next up in line. Then they have to go somewhere. And then Diane is, like, walking her down the street. And she, Diane does the white woman tears thing of, like, I don't like the way you look at me. I can take the white man looking at me like that. But when you do it, it's like, I didn't take off or some shit like that. And I'm like, man, stop your fucking tears. And then you tried to say affirmative action didn't help you. Fuck out of here. Affirmative action helped you. Okay? It helped you. Like, not you. Not you, Bray, but like the you of her type. But
2: But Whoopi, Whoopi had honestly such a great line. Because she says, affirmative, and affirmative actually didn't help me. And Whoopi just goes, yeah, it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I just thought that was a great line. It was like, yeah, you're right. And it's not supposed to. Like, you don't need the help. See, woman. See, anyway. but
1: Bray, if this movie was written by a black woman or even a black man, it would have been like it wasn't supposed to. But you know who get most of the fucking jobs through affirmative action? People who look like you. So you know what? Fuck out of here. That's what she should have said. if She's a real New Yorker.
3: Fuck out of my face. Well, to that what? to that same end, there's there's. I feel like the way that this movie specifically deals with race is weird because the movie almost doesn't want to talk about race like
2: rarely does yeah
3: the person who it rarely does and then there's like that point later after like the reveal that cuddy is made up when diane wiest says you know she says you had to invent a white uh, like a straight white but like she's the one who who spells it out, like. And but it was like not it was not spelled out before. We they barely refer to Whoopi as black, or Whoopi barely barely refers to herself as a black woman in in this world, you know. Like and so ex- I think exactly that. Like like the movie that is a cool rebuttal to that. It's not supposed to help you, but the movie only like kind of had like a, just a couple nods to it, you know. Even at the end, they're like. Your first, they're like, you've, you have inducted your first woman member, but she didn't say like your first, you know what I mean? She didn't, she didn't even say and your first black.
2: black. Cause, 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 they were all white. Yeah. They were all white. Well, yeah. All these
3: black dudes
1: serving.
2: Though she did in her, in her speech, she did say people who might be serving you. And it was, so that was like a nod to the fact that it was also black people. Be- <laughs> yeah. And then they show all the black people serving. Yeah. Yeah. And she
3: takes off the white gloves to show, you know what I mean? Like there is, that is supposed to show that that stark difference. It
2: it wasn't completely, it wasn't a complete erasure because of the the Diane Weiss moment. And there was like a couple of, like it's very, very sprinkled
1: in. She, during that moment at the end, y'all, when she's saying that is like the people were cheering her on and the inside are black people, right? Who are serving. The people who are outside the room under a little like, rope and stanchion who are like waiting to burst through the line are a fleet of white women. Ain't one black woman in there. Ain't one Latina woman in there. Ain't one indigenous woman in there. You know what it is? A bunch of different haired white women. That's who was in there cheering her on like, yeah, you did it for us. They did have different hair, though. And that's representation. Lily, at one point, I'm thinking she going to say, you got your first black and first female member. Literally, the black dude's in here, the nigga does the slow clap. I'm like,
3: he crying. I gotta say, it also made no sense that the entire room erupted in applause. (laughs) The entire room? (laughs) I love that we just
2: went to the end. I'm sorry.
3: What? The whole room applauded? It don't make no damn sense. Everybody? The, and then, and then they cut to Tim Daly. He does like the half clap, and there's one guy looking at Tim like, "Don't you dare clap!" And it was like, "What do you mean? No one's clapped. There might be two other white people might stand up and clap. No one else is clapping.
1: <laughs> what were they clapping for? Because it also they groaned when they even saw it was a woman. I'm like, it don't because this one black dude who served you coffee is clapping you. Then this black dude's up here with a single Denzel tear, and like he starts to clap. And then they take her outside and the people who greet her are this old white dude with the glasses and then Diane and a bunch of white women. Then none of them shed no tear and now I got to watch Whoopi Goldberg walk off in the fall with Diane. When they were clapping they were like, yeah, you go girl. Yeah, they
3: were a, su- a support. She,
1: they ain't had no tear. My thing is, that black dude was crying. <laughs> Those black people were crying for her. like They black knew she woman, was going to do it.
3: that. They already knew. They didn't have tears because they weren't surprised. They, they were just like, you did it, girl. But this is what I'm you saying. What I mean? They
1: cared so much because this black woman achieves this. And they're in here serving. These white ladies like, cool. We about to be in here. Literally, this movie erased the blackness of Whoopi Goldberg. And hear me out. It's because you had this black woman. And the whole time, we got to talk about the white dude. Diane. Gives her a speech about her womanness, and Whoopi checks her, but then Diane still feels all like, let me show you something. Why didn't I get that promotion? So she kind of has a peg up. Then she comes in magically and helps Whoopi out, and that technically the meeting she answered is the one that got Whoopi's foot mad the Wait, you're mad that there's a magical, magical white <laughs> woman? I <laughs> wanted Whoopi to get it done herself because she went to school for it. She was great.
3: Well, she did... Wait, but she... She did. Wait, wait. Stop, stop. No, no break. It's she not did enough. Did. This, is no. No.
1: this is the equivalent. This is the equivalent. movie. Uh, what's no. that dude? What's that dude from Yellowstone? You the cowboy. What's the cowboy name? Bray? The main... No Bray, What's the cowboy? Can... What's the cowboy? This is Kevin Costner knocking down the colored only There's bathroom. There's not a
2: single film that has the protagonists just do everything themselves and not have help by someone. That's a boring story. Whoopi needed to have the idea, and then she like, oh, I can help.
3: She did well. They, I will say, I will say, I get what you're. I do get what you're saying, Jarah, because she does come in and just starts helping out of nowhere. Like I almost would have thought that she would have. I mean, it's to give. It's to give her that thing of feeling like I'm not succeeding. I didn't do it, you know. So she can have that moment of like, no, you can do this. So I get why it happened. But yeah, and Whoopi inspired her character. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Inspired it because of what she was doing. Inspired her. But they do have that moment later when when Diane even says it. She's like, she's like. I I knew that Cuddy was fake because all of the ideas were you. Like you did everything. You know, she's she does like make sure everybody knows that like the brain like there were almost no ideas coming from Diane. It was all coming from
2: Yeah, and and Whoopi's the one who who comes up with the idea to make the fake white person. No, you're right. I
1: didn't like her coming up with the meeting and then Whoopi came back. Thank you so much. But like, you know what, you know what? Listen, I yes, Whippy did do a lot, but also I'm like, we'll be buying this lady gifts and shit. I'm like, man, she getting paid.
2: She getting paid more than shit. We got paid, I gotta buy her gifts. She was doing that to keep up to keep up the facade. To oh, that's right. Cause it was the, the
1: illusion. You're right, okay. Because there was the All white right.
2: man buying her
1: gifts. You're right. You're right.
0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details.
2: It's just so light on the comedy because it's real. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of care and you care about, you do really care about Whoopi and her character, you know, and you want her to succeed. And she's like she gets passed up on this promotion the guy basically backstabs her like tells her to go home and then closes the deal himself and then takes all the credit for it and then so she like she quits because she's like I can't work with this dude you know and then she tries to work on her own and literally people are like you're not a guy (laughs) everybody says this thing where they go we love you but my associates you know, they, they won't go for it. My partner won't go for it. I'm sorry. My partner won't go for it. And she's like, everybody's making up a partner just to blow me off, you know? And then she does get the meeting from Diane Weiss, but when she goes on the meeting, the guy's like, I like this stuff, but like, you know, if it's just you, like, I thought I was meeting a dude and she's like, oh, well, it's, it is, it is, it is a, this firm is a guy. It is guys. Well, it's not, it's me and a guy. And they're like, who? And then she just makes up this name, Cuddy. You know what? I also. And then he's like, okay. Sorry, Brady. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm so happy this happens because
1: I've been watching all the white scammer television on Netflix and Hulu. Like, what is it? What is it? The one about that? Inventing Anna. Yeah, inventing Anna, the scammer who took money from people, the twin, the swindler who. Swindled people, the dropout who swindled a bunch of people. And the big thing about to me, the dropout and and Benton Anna is that these two white ladies had no discernible skill. Like, in Benton Anna, she just was a white lady who never showed no business plan. She was just like, give me money. And they just like did it. She ain't even, she ain't even pretend. And like, you know what? I. Wanna show well they did pretend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, well she did pretend. My thing is I like that this movie existed because I'm like, yo, it shows to me, maybe after watching those, it shows what people of color, black people in particular, let me be more direct, black people have to do to get ahead. It's like we got a scam, but we scam into for the betterment of things we already should have gotten and have earned. You know what I mean? Whereas I'm like, if it's an Anna, it's just a white girl who's like, I want to be rich. Like the dropout is like, I want to be important. Like, you know what I'm saying?
2: It's just like, just random weird shit. I, yeah, I was going to say to that point, it's actually, it's nice that, cause you know, the, so many movies are made with black people, like fast talking, basically like talking their way in and out of situations. But this felt nice that it was like in the realm of business and not just like, a cop or a crook you know or a thief like it was it was kind of cool to have it be like a businesswoman doing what white people do all the time even though it's like the images of like the black people are the
3: fast talkers you know what i mean yeah no 100 (laughs) percent. yeah yeah because because there i was just telling y'all about the uh that richard pryor movie where it's like a criminal pretending to be a doctor like that's always you know, Blue Streak, a criminal pretending to be a cop. Like, that's, it's, (laughs) it's the only way a Black person's even going to get the job (laughs) to begin with (laughs) is if there is, if they are fully a criminal and, like, don't even have the qualifications to even be in the door. Like, it's like, wow, okay.
1: (laughs) No, 100%. I I mean, it's so funny because even as we go through this movie, it's weird because, you know, up until Cuddy gets there, we kind of see what be like... Kind of really struggling to figure out her footing, and the thing that sucks is that you know I, I use a personal, personal example, like uh, Brian and James. You probably heard me say this before, but like even at a, I'm not rich enough to say the company's name, but even at a a, a comedy company,
3: Hmm, interesting. <laughs> not what you think it, but a comedy company.
1: No, a comedy company. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not what I'm thinking. Really, no, it's it's like a place where like you know comedy. Is very important to them, you know. Yeah, like
3: oh and God. it like a like a just it's an integral a hub
2: of sorts.
1: <laughs> it's central,
3: yeah. to their yeah, yeah, yeah. television always, brand.
1: You know what I mean? It's like
3: the comedy is. You're, so you're saying the comedy is central to this the comedy
1: network? is central to that <laughs> network. Is what okay, I'm saying. So
3: even at a, even but, is at, it, but
1: oh, so it's a network. Yeah, okay. Even
3: at a comedy. So even at a comedy central network, like whoa, a comedy whoa, whoa. central network.
1: Oh, no, no. I'm saying at a at a network where comedy is central to it, James, is mm-hmm. what I'm like, saying. Yeah,
3: no, a a comedy central network.
1: I mean, I don't like the way you're phrasing it, but I'm saying <laughs> even at a company like that, for instance, is like I'm a person who has done sketch, directed sketch since I was like 22. And I had an assistant who was under me, who was a lovely human being. And I'm still friends with to this day did half of what I did and got a directing like job at this company, like a staff job while doing half the work, where I, a person with years of experience, had to shadow another white man who was very lovely as well. But it's like the other dude did half the work and didn't have to do any of that, you know, which is a very fascinating thing. But that's just an experience I had as a person in comedy who works for a comedy central network. You
3: know what a
1: I'm saying? Comedy Central network. Yeah, yeah. A, co- a a network where comedy is central to the type of TV they do. Oh, Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Wow.
3: Um, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say nothing. I, I'm just saying. I'm just talking in broad strokes. That's all. You know. I don't think you said anything wrong. Thank you, James. <laughs> I don't think you said a yeah. single wrong thing. I don't think. I listen. You I, I, listen. If you had twelve dollars in the bank, you'd be able to say that. I think. I don't think you got to be rich. To be able to say some stuff like, where well, you felt like you were slighted by somewhere? Thank all you. Right, that's it. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we get to we get to the point where, yeah, she, she invents this guy. And then it's funny because, like, she immediately... Oh, she goes to a bank, a woman's bank. She has capital to put up because her... She's actually... And we see this, like, she's renting... I mean, sorry, she uh, owns a six-story, six-unit building because her dad bought it a long time ago and invested in it and and it worked out for him and, you know, passed it on to her. So she used that as collateral to get this huge loan to start this company. And the people, the women who live inside the unit is really, they're fun and I wish we saw more of them. I felt like I wanted more of them in this movie. Oh yeah, we don't see them at all really. You know, we see them a few times, but like not that often. One is, I assume, a trans woman. I could be assuming wrong, but I I thought that's what the character was supposed to be. I thought so too. I thought so as well, which I thought was cool, uh, especially because that's how we eventually get the uh, prosthetics to for her to become a fake man. <laughs> that scene was really great. That scene where they were like, she's like, "I need to." She's like, "Okay, so what are we doing?" He's like, "Okay, I need to be a business person. You know, needs to be sophisticated, dignified." And she's like, "Okay, okay, okay." And then and then and they were, and then the Diane Weiss is like, "Oh no," and she's like also needs to be old and a man. And he's like, all right, now we're getting interesting. And then Diane Weiss is like, also, she needs to be white. And then <laughs> and the person's like, all right, well, then you need a man. Yeah. I don't know what, you're like, what are you
1: Also, did Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> as a white man look like Marlon Brando to anybody else?
3: Uh, yeah, I saw Well, they. I think they comment on that. I think they Oh, do they? Yeah, I think there's a line like that after she leaves the, the cab. Where he was like, I thought I had like Brando or something. There's like some line that's like that. But I was so, actually saw, not Brando, but hold on, I got to, I saw a couple different people and I have to look them up so that I can get their names right. I'm gonna just Google old white. Is people. it weird? Why you look
1: that up, James? Is it weird that I really wanted her to talk to like a black person at some point in this movie? No, it's not weird at all. I, I again, I, I love, I love that one of her best friends was a drag queen. I thought that was really cool. And you know, for 1996 you know, really progressive. But I'm like, she couldn't talk to, like, nobody? Like, I, I, it's hard. Because I feel like, you know, as Black people, like, even even what we're doing, it is sometimes where I need to talk to y'all because shit is so stressful and I can't tell if it's race-related or not. Like, I can't tell if people are talking to me because I'm Black and, like, if my reaction to this, like, how how to react sometimes in business is, like, You know, I can't yell like a white dude can yell, which is a a straight up thing. And so for me, watching Whoopi go through this movie and go through these pitfalls of, yes, being a woman. But it's so crazy because I know it's 10 times harder being a black woman and seeing her be able to relate to nobody. Like, is there is there is there a Bechdel test for if two black characters can talk to each other in the movie? You know what I mean? Like like where nobody she went through this whole movie by herself. Like, and again, I understand Diane was there, but she was buying this lady gifts and shit. But she was alone, yo. She didn't talk to her dad because he passed away. She didn't have a sister. She didn't have a goddamn beautician. She didn't have, like, a homeboy who live up the hall. It was like, it was her. You know what
3: I mean? And like, ugh. Okay, so I saw a little James Con. Okay, I get that. I saw a little James Con, And then there's one more, there's one more actor and I have to find. But yeah, man, that really hurt. I was like, you.
1: <sighs> There has to be a term where black characters don't talk in the movie. I feel like we got to get to that point. Let's invent that. Y'all, you, Ray, you go. I'm gonna look this up. There's got to be something.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, there's not. And I got a little Warren Beatty. Oh, got a little Warren Beatty. Wait, what are you talking about? Those are the two people I saw. People that I saw when she was stalled up as cutting. Little, little James Con, little Warren Beatty. Got it. I just want to say that a couple years ago, there was a site that just interviewed a bunch of other. I think specifically women, but there also may have been like people of different sexual orientations as well, and people of different gender identifiers, but I think not men, and like what would their test be because the because they were like the the Bechtel test is not perfect, you know it does not encompass blah 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 blah, and so like they interviewed people like it's like what would I can't, I don't know how to even Google this, but I, but I know that someone somewhere listening to this probably has heard this or saw it. But like, it's like, what, what's Ava DuVernay's test? And what's, you know, like like that. Like they interviewed a bunch of people like that.
1: If I had a back test I would call it the Kiki. Because Black people Kiki in chat. And if there's no two Black people in the movie, no Kiki can happen. And in this movie, there's no Kiki. Oh, that's,
2: that's right. I like that. The woman, the woman who was like in lingerie for half the film, that is... Bibi Newirth. Bibi Newirth. She's in Jumanji. Yes. Oh, she's the mom in
3: Jumanji. Yes, Bibi
1: Newirth. Yo, Earth. what was she in this, <laughs> Was she a prostitute in this movie? Like I've never understood. No, what her... she just no, was. No. She
3: just was another woman in business, and she fell. You know, she just fell madly in love with Cuddy. Well,
2: no. It. I mean, her whole ca- the idea of her character. She says this to Whoopi. She was like, "Look, women aren't respected here, but." Men do want to sleep with you, and that's our power. Oh, and so right. she's basically telling Whoopi, like, if you want to get ahead, you have to sleep with, with guys. To, so to she get just, ahead.
1: but it, but, ain't that prostitution? Technically,
2: no, not if you do it without a specific, like, I'm doing this so in exchange for. Money. Because
1: it, because this is my thing. When she thought Whoopi was the white dude, she showed up and got naked off break. And to me, if, if Whoopi would have been a dude and hooked up with her and then she's like, all right, cool, D- yeah, give me a job, that feels like
2: prostitution. I mean, yes, and I feel like in essence it is, and in legality it's not. Because
1: I know a couple of prostitutes with a how to go and a pretty woman, that was a prostitute with a how to go. This woman, I don't know if she had a heart to go because when she found out it was Whoopi, she wasn't like, oh shit, and supported it, she passed out.
3: Well, she passed out because she came onto her sexually. Uh, yeah, and was and literally was so she was catfished by Whoopi. <laughs> like, like hey, you, who, she didn't even she, know what Whoopi looked like. She just showed up in the room. That's what being catfished is. So she, she was. It was revealed to her that this person who she. She was catfish, actually. She, yeah. she, no. no, no, a catfish. Don't say no. <laughs>
2: Whoopi was as Cuddy. Whoopi pretended to be Cuddy and sent her gifts. Oh, I forgot. About and the was gifts. like, I forgot about the gifts. Sent her notes, right, and it right. was like, I want to meet you. And yeah, right, and and gifts.
3: did stuff like this when she was on the phone with her. When she was on the phone with her, she was like, Oh, Cuddy, Cuddy just walked in. Like she was like playing games.
2: She she <laughs> did it intentionally because she <laughs> didn't like her <laughs> at <laughs> right, all right and so she was literally messing with her head you're right you're right That's which was me. great i i liked that stuff i feel like we didn't get enough like come up moments you know what i mean in that regard like we got it mostly with her i feel like tim daly's character even though at the end he has to like grovel and like doesn't get a job like, I still feel like he gets off really light for how disgusting he is in the most of this movie. And I want it there to be more kind of, like, in your face. Fi- like, you know what I mean? Like, I would rather have him, like, lost his job. Like, I would rather have him, like, had lost his job. And at the point, like, I know that's just not what the movie is, but whatever, I'm just saying, like, there there is stuff...
1: But that, it could yeah. be. Why can't it be? Why can't he lose his job, Bray? He wasn't good. Literally, I think they made a point every time they showed him in Office, he was playing, like... A computer game, which was a literal rat race, and he was and like, he was losing. I don't know if you guys noticed it every time he was losing, every time they cut back to the screen, and I'm like, yo, this dude is. We have, we've acknowledged he is terrible at his job. You know, he's not good as black woman. Let him get fired. Let's have let's have a trading places. Let him and his boss get kicked to the curb. And now they broke and they need a job. You know what I mean? And she
3: like, nah. Well, he he is trying to like. We don't see the scene. But I do think that him interviewing for the job with her, I think that was implying that he did lose his job. But I but but I agree. Like I feel like we should have seen we we A should have seen that. And B, again, this goes back to Diane Weese being the last image of this movie. They could have done something where like where Whoopi like is like, you know what? I am gonna, I will bring you on, you know? And she like takes him to like the middle of the room in her now big office with like other people and then does something that like, to like, to embarrass him in front, like, you know, like what, whatever, whatever it is, but like she does some like big thing to, to stick it to him one last time and then kicks him out the building. Like that would have been great. Hit him with the jazz, okay? Get the guards. Hold him by two and
1: just toss his ass out the front.
2: Make him a janitor, or like not to demean janitors, but I'm just saying, like to demean him, like make him something that he wouldn't want to be. You know what I mean? And, and and like yeah, you could work your way up.
3: Yeah, I mean, literally put him, put put him in the in the position that 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 Diane Weiss was in. Like, great. There's your, there's your desk. You know, it's like one, it's one little desk. Become a secretary. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. Be a secretary, have them, have them like, and then have all the women who work there be like, hey, toots, like, you know, whatever. Like that would have been great. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California in the studio with my good friends, DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us, we laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com/slash Office Hours Live.
3: They wanted her to do the thing of like my associate wouldn't like it, which we all, which which I like get from a writing standpoint. But like they could have had him, that she could have literally said, that, and there you go, there's your desk. There you go, baby, and like smacked him on the butt or whatever it was that she that he was doing to her. <laughs> it's fine. I'm. Upset. I mean, also, I think you can. even, if They wanted to
2: be like, if, <laughs>
1: like say she wanted to pull a Michelle Obama, like you know, they go low, we go high. I'm like, okay, cool, demote him a little bit, or you know what, give him the job he had. Like when she was like coaching him and put his desk right outside her office. So that way, every time she go in the office, she got to walk past that nigga and throw her coat on the desk. Like <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. She got to just throw the coat down and be like, go put this up. Well, you know, just like make it a little like. But this is the thing, y'all. This is the thing. And so far, it's looking like Steven Spielberg can do it. I'm not sure how many other white dudes can do it. You know, but it's looking like this movie is missing some notes because as a brother who has felt slighted by the Caucasian man every now and then, I know we would have had some fun with this Joe, and I feel like they did not let Whoopi Goldberg have fun. I think she could have been a little cocky, and I'm not saying she had to, like, tell jokes, because I probably... It feels like this is a movie where she wanted to be taken serious, so maybe she didn't need a bunch of jokes. But it's like you didn't give the character the enjoyment, so much so that at one point when she goes... All they cared about was Cuddy. no one cared about me, all they cared about Cuddy. I thought we were gonna have a montage before then of her like, yeah, you saw her like getting money and giving gifts to like Diane, but we didn't see Whoopi's montage of living the life. We didn't see Whoopi get like the new mink coat or like Whoopi. Right, riding high. Yeah, like I I agree with you, Bray. It's like, I wanted to see, man, listen, if she would've had a black friend, they would've went out on a night of town and like had a big dinner or something, I don't know. like. Uh, they disney us. Everybody was dead. The they dad was dead. Disney like, the us. mom was dead. It was like all the parents were dead.
3: Everybody was like, dead. <laughs> fucking...
1: That's what it means to be Disneyed. Because <laughs> you know, in Disney, the mom always dies, except for like now the mom, like they make a point for the mom to be alive, but then the dad dies. So like they just reversed it, so the person can't have two living parents. <sighs> Man. what else is it?
3: Ugh. I'm so annoyed. That's okay. I literally keep going to the last shot of the movie. So
2: (laughs) So I don't know what else there is to talk about, but I, I, there's he, there's the hijinks of of her dress finally dressing up as Cuddy and running around the hotel and everybody chasing her. Did and... did,
3: did anybody else think that that took too long to even happen? <laughs> like I thought she was going to do it sooner. Same, I thought she was going to see him sooner too. Because they had the setup was there. It
2: definitely took too long. She had
3: gone to the club with her friend you know, a few, a few times went to the, went to the club and it was like, and was in the back in the dressing room. I was like, great. They're going to, Oh, right. Because he dressed her for like other events, like just to like, for like, Oh, I just want to be a business. I want to look like a, I want to, I can't look too hot. I want to look too. you know, so that's what they were trying to establish that there's precedence for it before doing it. I just thought they were going to do it right there.
2: They should have done it earlier. I mean, like, it's a fun, it's a, it's fun to do that, obviously, and we didn't get that much of it. We
3: already saw him in full Barbra Streisand regalia several times. Like it was like we know, <laughs> like we know that they're capable of this.
2: You know, yeah, hundred percent, right?
3: Uh guys,
2: the golf thing I didn't even understand. How did she get that? I guess famous golf player who I don't know.
1: But also, was it was the whole point of that scene?
3: Yeah, no idea. No idea. He was just there. (laughs) But
2: what was the point of that scene that, like,
1: she knew they weren't going to let her play golf? So that's why she, like...
3: She also couldn't play golf. She also couldn't play. Like, she wasn't. She didn't
2: know how. Yeah, but they had that weird scene where she's buying a golf club and, like, hits the ball so hard that it just, like, breaks, shatters the window. And then she's like, I'll take this one. But then it's just another famous golfer there who has to have his own club so what was she buying the clubs for it's interesting because i'm like it kind of didn't make any sense
1: we know it's even more messed up bray they didn't even have her break the grass the glass ceiling they had her break a glass window so she ain't even at the top level you know what i'm saying that's how they did this black woman
3: no she Gerash she did she literally no broke but it the wasn't a ceiling, ceiling the james it was just a window. At the end of the movie, she fully broke the glass. It house. was a window. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. In the, in the, in the clearest right, no, no, way no. possible, she 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 fully shatters. <laughs> she, the glass ceiling. All those white men that were standing up and clapping for her were just covered in shards from the glass you know, ceiling. You know my problem that she, with that scene, James. Did you did you see the the trophy they gave her? That big ass trophy. She took that, she threw it into the ceiling, it shattered. They were all. Let me bloody. tell you the problem
1: with that scene, James, is they weren't gonna have to clean it up. It was gonna be them black dudes who was in the background <laughs> who started to clap, who still was in there clapping when she left. She didn't even say, "Hey, brother," like you know what I'm saying. Like they didn't even acknowledge that dude. They none of them
3: dudes. <laughs> her trying to
2: her trying to kill him. Uh, why did it need to be this? That's the hijinks side of it. I didn't made like, no that's a I
3: didn't My, like. I'm telling. That's what I'm saying. It was like it was like they li- it literally seemed like hijinks that make sense. Them chasing him all over the the thing, you know. Even the, for as weird as it was, it was like, yep, this makes sense. And then there's just a string of like trying to kill him. Her doing press conferences with him not being dead, dead or not dead, and then.
2: That is from the, I guess it's from the novel and the...
3: Okay. Okay. Because when they just let her go, they just let her go after... It's so weird. They just let her go? It made no (laughs) sense.
2: Well, they let her go because he was alive. Like, the idea was that he was still alive because a picture was taken with the newspaper, even though it was photoshopped online, which I kind of enjoyed that. Like it would be so early that a Photoshop. People are like, they don't yeah, know what true. Photoshop is. Yeah, you know, it's 1996.
3: They also lock her up, and he's not a real person. Like, there's no. That's what I'm like, saying. Like,
2: there's no, there's no records of him. Like, how did they? How it, if they thought somebody actually died? Don't they have to look up somebody's birth certificate? Like, there yeah. has to be some sort of registry. What's so for crazy this about
1: Photoshop. that is I just watched another doc. How did I forget this one? Is on another white scammer this white boy who started a cryptocurrency exchange site. And people think he faked his own death because basically the business was going out, of his business was going under, and he owed people to like people who traded over $215 million. But then when he died, his wife, his partner was like, he was the only one with the passwords. So he can't give, they can't give any of the money back. And so people were literally bringing it up like, yo, where's his death certificate? Where's the body at? But because he died overseas, there was some weird thing where Canada couldn't get all the shit. So like this, like the people even today, this happened in like 2019, 2020, The people who he still owes million dollars can't do it because they can't like prove, prove he's dead. Even though the doctor is like, I mean, he got sick, but like I mean, he ain't die in front of me.
3: I'm not saying it's not. Uh, I just thought that they yeah. were gonna be. It it it, it would have been more logical if they were coming to get her for like
2: being fraudulent all this time it just feels like if they were going to actually investigate this murder of a man that didn't exist that they would figure something out but they figured nothing out
3: <laughs> nothing
2: <laughs> and i love that tim daly's character figures it out is the only one who figures it out and that doesn't tell anyone which is smart because then he can use this fake person to his own gain, which I I liked that. I was like, that's a good twist. The arrest, I don't know, the arrest beat was weird. Because then she just gets out of jail and then immediately is like, I'm depressed. I'm not doing anything. And it was like, why? And it was like, it took Diane Wee's coming back for her to to be like, I can become Cuddy again. It's like, that's the most obvious thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, duh you literally did it like and people now know what cuddy looks like so you could just put on that prosthetics again and then come out and do literally anything
3: yeah the one the one thing that i think about in that moment is is for it it, she did need diane weiss to like tell her literally but i do think what was also happening there was that moment of her actually realizing like, holy shit, like I accomplished so much. Like this is still me. You know, like, 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 I think that was her putting the things together of like, hold on, I just was inducted into this prestigious thing. You know what I mean? Like it was like her putting those bits together. And I was trying to divorce it from her being like, I can dress up again. But it was I thought it was like more her going, Wow, look at what I've done. And now I'm going to now I'm going to take to, that or whatever. You know to your
2: point draw this is somewhat of a non-secretary the old french movie of this film the guy had a wife and a kid who both turn against him for this fake person they could have easily had Whoopi with the family but they didn't which is both feels racist because they didn't want more black people in the movie and i've looked i i truly mean that and sexist because they perpetuated the stereotype of the hardworking woman in in business who like can't has no family.
3: Has no family. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like
2: they even
3: mentioned it early on.
2: It's like, right. what
1: do they have? It's like we have a career. Like, and then Whoopi has to respond to it. Man
2: You have a career, but you don't have a man. And it's like, you don't ever say that to men, then why can men exactly. have a career now? I not, agree you Listen, know? bro. So, all of that. Yeah. So this movie I, gets
1: you know three racisms yeah. and two sexisms.
2: I don't know what that rating is, but sure. I don't either.
1: I don't either. But it bothered me so much because I'm like, again, like, you know, uh, thinking about this movie is really hard because it it truly bothers me that she does not speak to another black person in this whole movie. Like it it I I don't understand how it happens. I don't understand that like the only look like the only black and and it it was so crazy is that when she talks to the black dude from the wire, when
3: he lets her in the room. She don't talk back. Like he's like, and he says that weird, creepy thing of like, She doesn't tip him. I thought that was so weird. They have that little moment of her definitely not tipping him. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then he go and he takes the
1: sign off the door, like, I know what you're about to do.
2: Was that supposed to be that she didn't know that she was supposed to tip him? Or she was so preoccupied with having run away from people? I think that the she
3: preoccup- it was her being so preoccupied. But still, it was just like,
1: just give him a do- like That black lady would remember. She this is my thing. See, what I'm talking about little subtleties, okay? She'd have been like, she'd been like, hey, brother, this $200 is on me. You know what I'm saying? She would have did that because she wouldn't have forgot. I refuse to believe she would have got. That's all I got to say about this movie. Because I'm just like, we needed more
3: Kiki in. That's it. There was I mean, no here's kiki my in. last thought. My last thought is this, okay? Because uh, you know what? Because now that I think about it, Gerard's right. She didn't shatter the glass ceiling, okay? She didn't get to shatter the glass ceiling, and I just feel like at the end, okay when she's when she's there, she's like giving a speech, you know, and she starts taking off the gloves, you know, and she's like, you know, but women you know we need to shatter the glass ceiling, and then we just hear a voice, I think I could help you with that and and then the cut across the cut across the room is like a bunch it's a black dude serving something. It's so another black dude serving something else, but then behind all those them is a is a dude dressed up It's steel. There it is. Boom, it's steel. He's in the back. He's like, I can help you with that. And then he he holds up, he holds up his hammer, tosses the hammer to her. She takes the hammer and she goes, Thank you, steel. And then she she shoots. <laughs> she, <laughs> she shoots at, at the ceiling. Then the glass ceiling shatters. And then he's like, I'm also going to liberate all these black people that's here serving drinks. And then and then he gives all of them weapons. Is he <laughs> like, Killmonger now? There's a there's an uprising. There's a, yeah, there's. A, right, there's an John, uprising John, in the club, you John, know what I mean? With love, with love
1: some of your hey break. It's a big, it's I can't a big your uprising. They all... I feel like you're not saying nothing to stop him. <laughs>
3: They look around at all the white all people right. and they like, oh, are, you <laughs> now? "Are you scared now! you scared now! This
1: is taking a turn for the worse.
2: Okay, it's time for the cause. We review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not it helps the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel like the film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. Someone helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If it didn't help the cause at all, we decide not to give it anything. So on the count of three, we're we'll lift up our you ratings for the associate. Ooh.
3: Three, two, one. Yep. Yep. So here's the thing. I'm I'm giving my rating with a caveat. James gave a fist. I think this movie deserves. Yes. And
1: me and John gave two palms.
3: I'ma say this and it's with a caveat because I'ma just say that I think this movie deserves three palms. Okay? I I genuinely do. And I thought y'all was gonna give it palms. The reason I gave it a fist is I just gotta, I gotta put it up for Whoopi in a movie that's trying to say as much as this movie was trying to say. I know that this movie didn't make, this movie didn't make any money, and 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 not a lot of, I'm I'm sure not a lot of people saw it as a, you know, that just is how that works, but, but, I just think that like what this movie was trying to do and having Whoopi at the center and for it coming out when it came out. You know, I think that like, you know, it's probably on marketing that it didn't do well. It's probably on, you know what I mean? Like that, like they should have, they should have put this movie out, you know? So, so that's why I gave it a fist. I felt like, I felt like I, you know, for, for those reasons, gave it a fist.
2: Okay. I mean, I gave it a palm because, you know, Whoopi was already a star by this point, a couple times over, Sister Act, Sister Act 2, Lion King. You know, all her 80s movies, Color Purple, Ghost. So it's like this movie, you know.
3: Okay, I know her career. <laughs> didn't really
2: do much for her. Not that many people saw it. It was a nice message, but it's not about whether or not I like the movie. You know, it's tough. It's tough to have these movies where it's like one black lead and then everybody else in the film is white. You know, so it's hard, you know, and then it's just like, well, that's Whoopi and Whoopi, you know, gets to play those roles and then nobody else does. So any any movie with a black lead that isn't completely detrimental uh, helps. I don't think this movie I don't think people necessarily look at this movie and went Whoopi is the reason this movie didn't do well. You know what I mean? So,
1: yeah. And I gave it a black fist because Whoopi's you mean black. a white palm. Oh, that's what i mean a white palm. All right. Because she black. And oh, okay. I was like, and I gave it and only because not only because she's black, but because they were trying to deal with like I, I guess it didn't deal with black issues. So I can't say that. It's just because she's black and she starred in the movie.
2: Cool. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can find us at Black Men Podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram, blackmenpodcast.com is our website. We have a link there to our Indiegogo yeah! campaign. We are raising funds. For our short film called "The Threshold" about three black men who are on vacation, they realize that the house they're staying in is killing white people, uh, white women specifically. So, if you can donate to that, that would be great. Anything at all will help really help us out. Uh, we're doing pretty pretty well, but you know, it's like
1: yeah, we're at forty one percent, forty one percent.
2: Hey, we have a, a defunct patreon we don't do any more new episodes but there are a year's worth of episodes on there so if you subscribe to that you can listen to those and then unsubscribe whenever you want and you can uh rate and review us on itunes if you give us five stars we'll read your reviews on the air i'll do this one loyal listener packer fan 12 been listening to this pod since beverly hills cop love every single bit the steel bit can retire though Hope this lasts for another five years. Wow.
3: (laughs) You know, here's
2: who is this? This is Packer fan 12. Who, Who is this?
3: Packer fan 12? No.
2: He, <laughs> he off, said he okay? loves every single you fuck off. He just said no, he loves everything.
3: He just...
1: He, he can, he can, you, you can fuck <laughs> off. No, but he loves He says... hope Okay, okay is cool. La-
3: Continue. Keep reading. <laughs> Thank you for the five stars. Hope
2: <laughs> this <laughs> lasts for another Keep five reading. years. <laughs> Quick suggestion. <an laughs> oldie, Truck Turner. It's an Isaac Hayes being a cool dude. And ambulance. yeah. Abdul-Mateen is actually co-lead and has great chemistry with Jake G. Y'all are goats. Thanks What's for it called? Apps. Ambulance. You know, A- Ambulance, the Michael Bay movie. But it says L- L.A. is in caps, so I like calling it ants. Right? No, don't do that. I think it's good. But, but don't also, know. isn't Jake Gyllenhaal the lead? He says it's co-leads, co-leads. I
1: Come
2: mean, they're on, both man, in the no trailer. Right? Okay. They're brothers, right? Or something like that. Hey, or whatever right? the heck they are.
1: I think they actually are like stepbrothers or something.
2: Yeah, I think that's what they said. The brothers oh. are happy and they and the singing. And then color.
1: the, the, the one's
2: colored. Da, 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 five, five. <laughs> Give me a hand. <laughs> you can follow me at John Braylock uh, to Twitter and Instagram.
3: You can follow me at James Third Comedy. I'm sure Packer12 doesn't, <laughs> but you can follow me. <laughs> James' third comment. James, he just Thirdest didn't like PRD. that he's one He's just saying bit. it. He didn't... He likes
2: all no, the other No, he didn't bits. even... Say, he, it's not that he doesn't like it. He's I've just been doing saying, it for a, a year. Because
1: <laughs> you like to change up your bits. That's
3: not A. You like <laughs> to change <laughs> your bits. So
1: I feel like he's just saying, hey, James...
3: I can't keep changing my bits every...
1: <laughs> you started a bit changing. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jerome. <laughs> all
2: right, I'll see you next yeah. week. Peace. Forever. <laughs>
0: This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Monts, Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news
3: forever dog